As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, how's it going? I just started a podcast there just as the dog starts scratching its face. Good girl. How are you? You're all very welcome. I won't keep you any very much longer because as you may or may not know, uh, I have the Ramble Pod out on Tuesdays and people seem to be liking that where it's a good bit of shit talk. Okay, out of the way now, dog. Good on you. The dog wants to be part of the podcast too. Anybody who follows me on any social media platform will notice that uh, the dog has a bit of attitude. I've been, uh, people seem to like the dog more than they like me. I could actually do a whole podcast just talking to the dog and doing a dog. Do you know what? I might do that. Actually do the dog's voice just talking back to me. Take a bit of trickery. But you're all very welcome. Thank you very much for tuning in. If it's your first time, do hit subscribe. Why not? We're on iTunes, all the usual places. Give us now a rating and maybe leave a nice comment. I like the ratings like I've talked about in the past. Only leave five stars if you're going to leave a rating. If you're not going to leave five stars, then don't bother. It's grand. Save your time. It's all good. Follow me on all the usual platforms. Tom O'Mahony Comedy will find it everywhere. Or just go straight to TomOMahony.com for all gig dates and all the rest of it. Of course, I'm on Patreon as well, which is, uh, I'll put the, the link in the description here. Patreon, if you don't know what it is. And actually, we had a, um, I've got to do a shout out to a couple of people. I will do it on the Tuesday one who have uh, donated a few quid towards the podcast. And the podcast, it's not to me really, it's towards the podcast because I'm going to upgrade the gear and all the rest of it um, eventually. Hopefully by the end of the summer, we should get it there and we'll get some good gear in. Because um, the guests now are starting to, there's a couple of nice guests, juicy guests lined up and you want to be showing off good stuff too, lads. In fairness, what I have isn't bad, but you want to be showing off a bit snazzier, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, patreon.com, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash Tom O'Mahony Bookshot will get you straight to my page. And essentially, I'm going to be putting up a couple of more videos because the last three or four podcasts I have now, I've filmed them, so I'm going to be putting up nuggets there purely for patrons only. And you could donate as little as $2 a month. And it keeps the old fucking, keeps the old lights on and going towards, basically, biscuits for comedians <laughs> and buying some new gear. So have a look at it, check it out. If you haven't heard of it, have a little read up on it. If you haven't, don't worry about it. Don't stress too much about it. Enjoy, and just enjoy the podcast and keep on sharing them. If you would, share them. That's the number one thing, really, is tell other people about it who are getting into podcasts. Fling it out on whatever platform they're on. Typically, you'll f- on any of the, the, the Android ones. It's on iTunes for the iPhone people and all the other Android ones like CastBox, Spreaker. It turns up on all of them. So, uh, well, I think it turns up on Spreaker. Anyway, not going to get into it. Moving swiftly along straight into today's guest is the fantastic Carl Donnelly. He's, ah, he's a huge comedian, in fairness. He's done it all. He's been, uh, you'll see some of his videos online, hilarious stuff. And we talk about his poster in it. I'm going to put up 
his poster as the actual image of this to anybody who's listening or whatever. But just go have a look at last year's poster from his show, Not Her On A Bus. You'll see what we were talking about, how it's just, it's just unnerving. <laughs> There's something unnerving about his post, but he's a hell of a nice fella. He's gigging all weekend at the Laughter Lounge tonight and tomorrow night. And obviously he talked in this, this about his Edinburgh show coming up as well. Um, he's he's prolific. He's done it all. He's won a bunch of competitions. He's been nominated for the top, top ones as well. You're going to enjoy this one. He's a fucking hell of a nice fella. So please enjoy the fantastic Carl Donald. There you go. That's how. That's see. That's I need it that simple. Because yeah. otherwise, and you see, that's nice and wide too. Because it'll pick up both. Yeah, like yeah. it has a good eight foot on that. By the time it gets it's to mad, us, isn't it? I, I filmed a little. I just filmed my show in Edinburgh last year, just so, just for my own personal. Yeah, just yeah. To have it, and because I was doing a tiny venue, like and sort of, it, I was doing a thing called the bus, the blunderbuss. Oh, is, that's a, what's his name? Isn't Bob's it Slayer. Bob Slayer? So it's yeah. A top deck of a bus yeah. That it turned into a little theatre, and. I was playing it side on like a I round. I think I did that in Galway last year. I'm sorry, it's, oh right, but it's so much fun to play. Yeah. But like, yeah, the width of it obviously is the width of a bus. Yeah. So filming it would have been hard, but on one of them, we stuck it up just to the top of the bus, and you'd think it was ten foot away the way it filmed. It's, it's a it's mi- really oh, did, like, wide. It, that, that would, we were just talking before we came on about. Uh, I I we must pop up in nearly every fucking episode. Is yeah. Gordon like Gordo like because it's oh, just. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, like when he was explaining, he says, "Look, get that for the time being." Yeah. Next thing he shows me this other one, and like he he modified it on his go on a selfie stick yeah. as he's walking, and but he linked it to this way better microphone and stuff, and yeah. I thought I was fine with my thing. And it's <laughs> thing, yeah. it's just a, yeah. It's it's interesting. Like it's amazing to see the blokes, but he was an unbelievable comedian too. Was he? Oh, amazing! Right. It was a crying shame he stopped. But why did he stop? Just wasn't... I think he went back to college and he's an all or nothing bloke. Right, okay. And he was like, oh, I can't. He had a comedy club here in town and everything. And it was fucking brilliant. You yeah. could not do wrong with it because he was he was musical as well as... Yeah. But he's, he'd write a new amazing song every week. Like, right. And yeah. real fucking like... and it was, I like it when... Well, not like it's sad, but I think I, I've got a, I respect it when a good comedian just... Oh, it's, it's it's like anything. It's like sports blokes when yeah. they just go, ah, that's like classic. Borg, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm walking away now. Have you yeah. seen the film uh, Borg McEnroe? No. It's not great, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's still interesting. The story's interesting. Yeah. Like, it sort of shows them. So it was always Borg was the nice guy, McEnroe was the sort of bad so, guy. Oh, it's, it's almost like that film Rush. It's exactly. Yeah. Like, it's, it's almost exactly the same film. Just right. They've changed the, you know, sports, who it's about. Yeah, yeah. But it is that thing of... It shows you that they were both quite tricky customers. You know, Borg wasn't just this super nice. You know, he was troubled. And yeah. He, like behind the scenes, you know, with his sort of coaching team, he could be very difficult. And, you know, so he, I think it, it tries to just balance it out and show McEnroe actually had. You know, he was trouble on court, on the court. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Actually, behind closed doors, he was just yeah. He was ruthlessly ambitious. He's a funny fucker, though. In fairness, like he's yeah. A, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, he's tongue in cheek and all that. But anybody, you'd have to assume like, and I've I've had a few lads on. Like uh, like pro fighters and pro rugby players and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Just because, and it's nothing to do with like I enjoy both those sports, but it's just what makes a fella. What makes and a couple of weeks ago, the uh, uh, woman uh, Megan Williams, she plays for the Ireland ladies. Yeah, and you're like, what fucking makes you take like? Because yeah, you yeah. just to be that savage, like, do you know to be able to be, be- that much better? Some yeah, sometimes yeah, it's yeah. natural, but it has to take some level of of psychoticness. Definitely, like. yeah. I think it's got to be a single minded. Yeah. Like I'm gonna be 
the best. And also, like, because I, I think there's very rarely you meet a comedian who's got that. Mm. You know, when you do, normally they're not that good at comedy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, no, totally. The, the comedians you meet with, like, when they're new and they're just so like, I'm going to be the best comedian in the world, tend to be Bitches. far from yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whereas the comedians that are just doing it just for. For I just want to do comedy. I want to. Yeah. I just want to see if I can do this. I want to. I enjoy doing it, and you know, just yeah, you've got to be driven. But I don't think you can have that sort of laser target. It, and you do see it the other time, but it's normally like comedy isn't their goal. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's it's just to succeed. You know what I mean? It's well, yeah, yeah. yeah see. The, you know, because if you're getting into this shit for the money, like, oh my god, you you're just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. I mean, yeah, it can end up being a decent. It career, can, yeah, it can. I mean, there's there's not, no ceiling really on it, like you know. No, but definitely the first, you know, five years or so are pretty tricky, aren't they? You have to get inventive with foods and stuff like that. I've got a sneeze coming, but yeah, go know. for it, man. This is uh, podcast time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> to be fair, that was a well-controlled sneeze. Thank I sneeze you. like a fucking cow. I knock over tables and everything. I just lose myself for a good ten seconds, like that. I mean, I held most of that stayed in, so that probably means we've got another one coming soon. Yeah, I should yeah, let yeah. it out. But I like I uh, your poster kept from last year. Was it Nutter on the bus? Last year was Nutter on the bus. Yeah, that poster <laughs> fucked with my head. <laughs> it was good, wasn't it? It was so good. Yeah, like, and for a the lot problem of problem is, I that I think I I think I peaked with that. This year's poster, I've gone a bit serious. Not serious, but I've just I'm not doing as silly as that because I love the silliness of it. It was but it, 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 that had built up over about three years. So oh, had it? I did a show in 2014, I think it was called uh, Jive Ass Honky, <laughs> and it was and the poster and so the poster was a really serious black and white photo of me in a in a turtleneck jumper looking dead down the lens. So it's like, so you'd see it from a distance and think, what the, that's what an arsehole. Like what sort of comedian would do that as his poster? And then you get near it and you see the title was Jive Ass Honky. So it's sort of like a piss yeah, 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 yeah. So and then the year after, I, f- I was trying to work out what to do with the poster, and we copied that, and then we did we redid the photos and everything. I don't know why we didn't just use the same photos, but um, and we called it was called Badman Tings. But then we yes. shrunk my head down. So we shrunk my head down about to about seventy percent of. It's actual size. <laughs> so, so it just sort of fruit, it just made people uncomfortable. It really, that's what it did. And then last year's was the sort of, I think when we peaked, so we, from that little trajectory from the silly... Your shoulders poster, were so wide. Yeah, last year was me, topless, and my head shrunk down to about, all, it's probably about 60% original size. <laughs> but, you, but you wouldn't, it, it was so, but it was, most people couldn't work out if it was... It was a shrunk head, or it's me. Yeah, but some I think I'm going to use like that photograph actually for this podcast, yeah. and, cause, <laughs> and just to put it up. And just, this is what we're talking about because yeah. in to describe it isn't enough because you just no. at first you're thinking, oh, it's like that moment from Beetlejuice, you know, where he sprinkles dust on his head. But there's something. See, they, I look too deeply into shit too, probably yeah, as a comedian. Yeah, yeah, I'm going, yeah. <sighs> How, you know, because. But, but the thing is, it's silly <laughs> and it was funny. It was very the s- amount of thought that went into the size of the head. We kept we were going back and forth. Me and my mate, my mate's a graphic designer. Okay, so he's done all my posters for the last like <laughs> well, probably for the last five years, and he like we really think about it, every little detail. So we I, he'd send it to me, and I'd be and I'd just be like, it's still too big. We need to take another two percent off, and he'd keep shrinking, or we'd go back up. That's <laughs> too far, and it took us days just to get the head size right. And that I, was before all the colour scheme and everything else. I fucking I just there was, but I mean, you could see why people would go to because you're. I like, like, your comedy would be like mine, is that you know it's comedy. Because yeah, there's almost, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. sometimes, and there's a hint kind of coming into it a small bit now, it's like, it sounds almost like a public service. You know, yeah. it's like, relax. Yeah, yeah. I think even when, like, I've done shows that actually are quite 
the top, like some of the things I talk about are quite personal yeah, experience, yeah, yeah. but I, I always make sure to do it in as silly a way yeah. as possible. Even like I did shows about depression and divorce and stuff like that, but they were always, they were never that sort of one where for the last 10 minutes of the show I'm, you know, I'm in a spotlight <laughs> crying, you know, and the whole crowd are in tears. It's always done with, like, I think there's something, I, I find it really good if I'm going, if, like the times I've done them shows when I've actually been in quite a bad mental place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I find it really helpful to me, for them, to be silly. I find that it gets me over it yeah, by yeah, laughing yeah. about it. I mean, you know, that's the way I got through it. And I think, that's, I think the audience hopefully would Cause see the, that. I remember I got, I got caught rotten a couple of years ago. Was that, and, and you know, you're during the day at Edinburgh. Yeah. You're pissing about and then you get invited in to, do, in to see a show and you go, oh no, I, and you make all your excuses. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I yeah. was just backed into a corner with this young chap and he was like, oh, it's, and it was in, Finnegan's Wake. Yes. And he said, um, oh, it's, it's it's just me. We're do, doing a, a two-hander. We're splitting with this girl over here. She, yeah. she, they both seem so nice. Mm. And I went, okay, well, I've, I've, I'm out of all my own flyers. Like, yeah, anyway, yeah. so I can't. I've done all the flyering. I can really... Okay, let's go. Yeah. And I went in. And he said, would you sit up the front? And it's Ooh. only a little 40-seater. Yeah, like, yeah. And the other 17 people sat at the back. Yeah. And I sat at the front. Ugh. Oh, my God. It was not common. What was it? It was basically how he half an hour of struggling with with bulimia, oh, God. and with no hint of irony or humour yeah. or anything. It was just, <laughs> oh fuck! And, I, and then you don't know where to laugh because you're like, yeah, oh, that yeah, is yeah. kind of oh right, that isn't funny. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And then she came out and she, was brilliant for the first three minutes. I was like, oh thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then she just turned like, pulled up the handbrake and just turned a corner into. Oh how her husband had been murdered. Oh, my God. And if the remaining 27 minutes was... Was that? Oh. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, there needs to be a warning. Yeah. there was A trigger warning, as if, they say. Well, it aged me at least oh. three years sitting there. But this is the thing. I think that's part of the problem is, you know, I, Edinburgh is brilliant yeah. for, like, for allowing comics to do what they want to do. Mm. But the problem I think happens is when good comics have the ability to do shows about something that's very... Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. serious and like, and you can have moments of pathos and serious, you know. You know of course, like, I had a Gatsby show last year that won the awards or shared the award, um, but and that was like, you know, that was a show that had moments of really hard going, serious, sort of hard hitting yeah. social commentary. But then she's good enough that she managed to still make she made the first half really funny, so to give herself the license to yes, do that, yes, yeah, yeah, and that's because yeah. she's got the skill to do it. But yeah. then uh, the problem is a lot of newer acts see that, oh, see yeah, them, them shows winning yeah, the awards yeah, yeah. and go, well, I need to do that serious thing. Yeah. But they've they've not realised they've not worked yet. They've not done the years of learning how to do the funny. <laughs> bit. You've, got to, you've got to really have a good head of funny to be able to then chuck something serious and not let it derail the gig. I know, yeah, because there's there's uh, well, I think the only advice I was given was if. If it's funny, yeah. if it's if if you find it really, fun. and that's probably I think people probably got pissed off at me at the beginning because the stuff was all right, yeah. it was okay, it was in no way groundbreaking, and I had yeah, no yeah. interest in making it groundbreaking because yeah. like I couldn't possibly know enough about this business, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but it was just the silliness of it, and it was I used to crack myself up, yeah, because like, I go yeah I know what this is because I felt like I was kind of in a gang more yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and it was because you know. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, yeah. this is fucking ridiculous what yeah. we're doing here. But isn't then it? I, I still, I laugh a lot on stage. Yeah, that's what I like about your stuff is that you, you kind of tongue in cheek, you kind of go. Last night at the Laughter Lounge, I went, I got into a real fit of giggles at yeah. one point just because a guy 
A guy went to the toilet, but he just took a they took a route across the corner of the stage. Like he he was sitting about three rows back, so he was in on the edge of the aisle. Yeah. So you think he'd go down the aisle, round the back to the toilets? He just the confidence of him. He was like a sort of early twenties. Right. Really confident. His name was Noel, <laughs> and he just walked up and just crossed the corner of the stage, and I just stopped and watched it. And then I I made a reference to it, and then everyone started laughing because I wasn't taking a mick. I never I, I, I never ever go for yeah people. yeah yeah. But like it just, I sort of got into this thing of comment, like commentating on his decision making to do that yeah. in a room where there was two hundred and fifty people watching. Um, and then he got, he went into the toilets, and just I kept talking about him. And I, then I, I didn't, I couldn't, I, I couldn't remember if there was uh, speakers in the toilets, and he could hear it. So I was well, trying I think to work. Yeah, I think there is. So I was yeah, like, yeah. he's listening to all of this now, and I, I realised that about a minute later. <laughs> and I, just, I just went on this little sort of, I don't know, it was like a flight of fancy about him then trying to get out of the toilet without coming back into the gig and it ended up with sort of me talking about him pulling a toilet off and going like Shawshank Redemption out <laughs> but I just went on this little thing and, and everyone was really going for it and then I started laughing just at the sort of because I was seeing in my head him doing the yeah, thing, like him climbing through the silliness of it yeah. really and so I, I, I was losing it right? so it's that thing where I think sometimes if you see I, I think if you watch a comic and they're laughing at their own stuff if you can tell that it's something they've said a million times and they're doing it just oh, yeah, for yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. Oh, like, I think... I think that I gets, know, it gets it makes my skin crawl. Oh, God, that's yeah, the yeah. fake laugh. But I think I think the audience can tell when you're serious and you actually are laughing because this is the... like. You know, I think it's the first time you've heard it. Yeah. So surely you're yeah, allowed yeah. to laugh if it's the first time you're hearing it as well. You're, a, it's almost like the, one of them rare occasions when you and the audience are both in the same... Yeah, it's a gang. You're all yeah, in the one. Yeah, we're all laughing at something that has just been said for the first time. There was a bloke, I remember, I did a gig one time in a a, a, a disused nightclub. And yeah. it wasn't a, a continuous... This is relatively a monthly thing that was going on. It was in the north and it was... It was uh, they were very well behaved people that showed up on bang on fucking time. and yeah. even, even though it was late starting... I was in the corner of the dance floor and yeah. there was like a gallery and it was seated out nicely and it was going, we were having a good time. But you know, there's moments just like that that just overtake your, yeah. all your material. This bloke, he was drunk, but he was very, very polite. You could see he was swaying on this, this little <laughs> stool and he went to sneakishly get up and either go to the toilet or go to the bar. Yeah. But he went to kind of stay low and his foot got caught underneath the stool and he <laughs> fell. And I swear to God, his foot just flicked the stool at least seven or eight foot in the air and it came straight down on his nuts there was nothing that could yeah, be done yeah, in that yeah. moment the yeah. guy let a shriek out like a child oh. and then crawled off and one of his mates helped him and there was for at least two and a half minutes yeah. there was just tears we were all in tears and yeah. even when I went to start back i just look at that space and everybody yeah. would laugh again it was yeah. so there's nothing well, it's that thing, this moment, yeah, I just love, I love it, a moment. It's also, it's funny when an audience member has done something that yeah, yeah, is yeah. genuinely funny. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like you're not taking a mitt, it's not, it's, it's not, I think a lot of times, yeah, sometimes when, I don't like, I don't really like that comedians really digging someone out uh, in the audience, and then, because yeah. then everyone's laughing at that person yeah. because of something. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I quite I like it when the, the actual an audience member has done something or said something funny. Sometimes oh, absolutely, I think yeah, it's yeah. Really, you know, or just made a funny noise, or you know, that's why I really like that when somebody just lets out a laugh that you could, almost sounds like they didn't know was going to come out. Or when know. a snort comes through yeah, the back. I love it. Like, that's, that's why last night. That's that's what happened during that bit. I snorted, so I was <laughs> laughing with them. <laughs> you I did snorted. This, I did this snort, <laughs> and then I just I, the moment when I pointed out that I'd just done the snort, they, it was like a funny a moment of them really. You know, they could tell that it was a real thing. I, yeah, you, know, you can't fake a snort, can you? There was a guy I remember. He probably the greatest heckle I ever got. It was I d- used to do this bit about seeing my own walk for the first time, yeah. as opposed to because <laughs> what we all think we've a cool walk, yeah, yeah, and yeah. hearing your own voice is dreadful, oh, but. Horrible. But seeing your own walk on a TV show, I did, and I walked into the shot, and I was like, "Oh, it was, the acting aside, whatever." Yeah, it was Jesus Christ. I walk like I'm wearing wellies. Yeah, I'm yeah, such yeah. a farmer, and I talked about that. I said, "You know when you?" I said, "Has anybody seen their own walk?" And then I'd only been doing it a while, and nobody had ever seen. You could see people going, "No, I've never, yeah. I've never watched myself walking before," <laughs> and because I head into a bit about you know, because you look like a fucking zombie from The Walking yeah, yeah, Dead, yeah. essentially, but. This one chap, when I asked the question, this one chap who was sitting in front row just quietly went, no. <laughs> and I looked down, he was in a wheelchair. Oh. And he, but he didn't, he said it with, well, yeah, I'm totally with you here, yeah, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he it's said the, it with it's a, the calmness. a smile. About, like, yeah, even the way he said it. No. And nobody heard him. Uh, and I had to stop. I went, yeah. sorry. And this was, it was kind of a weird locally gig here, but it was here in Dublin. It was in one of the suburbs. And yeah. I went, sorry, what's your name? And it was Billy was his name. I was Billy just as calmly and I actually did it out again yeah. and a place it turned into almost like a black audience the yeah. place just started banging tables yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. there was a mic drop moment like it was a moment where you just go that's it yeah. there's no more can be done to this gig because mm. that is one of the most beautifully timed he just said it with such confidence yeah. no yeah. never seen it <laughs> never seen it these fuckers have never worked yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny isn't it and what's the is a uh, do you, are you back in the laughter lounge a fair bit? Because I've seen you, I've seen you up on the posters. I used to, I, I probably used to do it once a year. Yeah, I've, I've only, this is the first time I've been out in a couple of years. Yeah, just partly by my own fault. I think last time I was meant to come out, I, I had it in a diary and then I 
end up going sort of like to Australia or something yeah. tried to cancel it. So yeah, I've, I've been out like last two years ago. I came out and out. But it was about two years before that as well. So it's not that regularly. But it's. Uh, I might try and come back sooner this time. Well, the name Dunley, there must be. Well, see, I've got family. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But um, there's hardly any of them left now. Like my the, where my mum's from in Boyle mm. in Roscommon. There's only my uncle, one uncle left there. So, right. But I was going to go see him this weekend, but I've got to get back to... I was meant to fly back Monday, and I was going to f- go to Boyle for a day on Sunday. You totally should have been in Mumbai, so... I know. Well, yeah. it's, I had a weird moment. I, was, I can't remember I was telling them about this the other day. Oh, yeah, because weirdly, I... Because, um, obviously, Chris O'Dowd's from Boyle. Yeah. Um, Bridget Christie, her family's from yeah. Boyle, and my family's from Boyle. And, like, I didn't know any of that. I knew Chris O'Dowd was, but yeah. we've never... Me and Chris O'Dowd have never met. Or we haven't... We don't know each other. We've got a lot of mutual friends. But yeah. um, we bumped into each other in a pub in Soho. I was going walking into a pub in Soho, and he bumped into me as he was coming. I literally opened the door and bumped into him. Yeah. I looked up, and... Because he's a unit. He's a big man. He like, you, cool you won't guy. miss him, like, yeah. And we both, we had this weird moment of, like... I went, oh, hey, how you doing? And he went, oh, how are you? And we had a little <laughs> exchange. Like, we knew each other. Yeah, and yeah, left, yeah. And I went into the pub sat down, got myself a drink, and then went, hang on, I've never met him before. I don't know why we had that exchange. Isn't that weird? I've got this weird theory that, because I spent every summer in Boyle growing up, and we were only two years apart. There's probably something where we probably met when we were 10, or something, or bloody played football or something. And there's just that weird little part of your muscle memory. that It must be. Because it was a weird moment of like, you know, to not, I mean, yeah, you're in the same business and I mean, yeah, I think, social media-wise, you yeah, mean. Maybe, or like, yeah, he might sort of, I know we've got, yeah, there's some friends who would have, you know. But then again, he hasn't done stand-up in a good long while, no. so. But I think, I know, yeah, I, know, I think he's a, he's a fan of comedy and stuff, but I just, it's either the fact that we've got mutual friends and it was just that weird thing of, like, assuming we must know each other. Yeah. Or it was some weird childhood flashback or something. <laughs> we must have run into each other. Boyle was so small, and I spent so much time there when I was young. It's, a, it's amazing, though, the amount of... Or maybe it is the fact that it's Mumbai, but the amount of people that I, I've met that have... They say it. They've gone, oh, yeah, well, my cousins are from Boyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's such a small place. Did everybody well. run away from Boyle or something? Well, isn't it the UFO capital of Ireland? I heard that, yeah. Andrew Maxwell told me that. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's one of his... Billion facts who just throw at you in one conversation. <laughs> <laughs> right, mate. Some QI. Some of the conversation. You're not being judged, dude. Yeah. It's fine. I was watching. I was watching a bit because you said about Australia, and I saw the the, the bit. Was that the Melbourne Festival? You did about the blueberries. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and that's, yeah that's it was funny because I I used to do a bit about now realizing I'm turning weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because we must be close to the same. Are you 35 or 36? Yeah, same. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but there is a turning point, isn't there? Yeah, but yeah, I think there is sort of. Cause, but it's, like, there's nothing sadder than not knowing. Yeah, you know. I also think there's that moment where you become just that age where you feel weird around young people. That's yes, what I, that's what yeah, I yeah, do. yeah. Like I used to do like student gigs and things, and I, I just can't now. Like if I do them, I feel like you know, if they're eighteen, like if you do like a freshers gig, then they're literally half your age, and yeah. you just feel like, what am I doing? I shouldn't be allowed on campus. Yeah, can we, and put in your head though, because it's very easy to go. Yeah. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, I can totally fit in. Oh, no. Because it, it, it happened, and it was in Edinburgh, it happened to me, because I was doing the Free Fringe, I was doing the Pear Tree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, about three, year, three years ago, when it, the realisation, because a guy pretty much said it to me, lovely, lovely uh, audience were in, and a lot of them were of the student age. Yeah, yeah. And they'd said, uh, I, I was having a drink downstairs, and one of them said, do you want to head over to the student bar yeah and I went I won't I'll probably yeah. um, 
the girl that was with him went, no, but I mean, it'd be weird. Yeah. <laughs> she actually said it outwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out, of course, yeah, it was. It would be weird. Yeah. I was like, yeah, off. At that stage, I suppose they were 18. I was probably 33. Yeah. Yeah. There definitely is. Too there weird. is. Yeah. I think, yeah, there's, there's an age. I think even just in your 30s, you should let the young people accept you're not one of them anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not old. That's not saying that 30s old or, you know, but just, I think you should start, you know, mixing with your <laughs> category. It's fine older, you know. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I don't think, no, I find it really bad. Like, I've, I find it really creepy when there's like, single comedians in their 30s who you see, like... Because we can all name a few of them if we were. Yeah, <laughs> you see them, like, you know, just after a gig, just yeah. trying to chat up, like, a 19-year-old or something. Like, <laughs> Dirty bastard! Like, <laughs> it's just gross. I've got a, I've got a good friend, a very good friend, like um, who is that sort of like you know, he's a year older than me, so he's thirty seven, and he just you know, it's not not, I mean, he still has that thing of like, you know, I get a call from him after a night at a gig in oh. some city, and he's like, oh god, woke up next to a twenty three year old. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> And there's not even there's not a single part of me that's jealous. You know, that, no, that's no, the good no, thing about yeah. getting into your mid thirties is you lose that sort of late twenty, even up to my late twenties. And I, you know, I was married, and if I, I'd, I'd hear about people like doing, oh, I woke up next to something, I'd be like, oh, I bet that was fun. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think oh, that would have been a nightmare. Yeah, I was getting, I was, I was, uh, a bloke we were chatting about the other night, uh, or earlier, he, we were chatting the other night at a at a thing. And he was regaling me with these stories. And I'm yeah. like, ah. It's exhausting. Yeah. That's, I, that's the, big, the worst thing about being single, I think, is just how late you go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> You're always just waiting. Like, you know, you always got to stay out late to yeah. hope to, for something to happen at the end of the night. The best, that's genuinely, I think my favourite thing about relationships is you can just go to bed early. Totally. And, and there's fine. And there's no answering for it. Like, you're, oh, yeah. you, but that's what's even been single. Or who the fuck are you answering to anyway? Like, yeah, but, but you can't help it. There's that instinct. Oh, yeah. You need yeah, yeah. Stay out and hunt. Like, if you, yeah, if you're, yeah. yeah, if you're out drinking, you have to wait till the very end of the night. It's the very last moment where you lose any hope that something <laughs> might happen. Then you finally <laughs> go to bed. But if it's 3 a.m. and there's even the hint that somebody, there's a connection there's with There's a party or somebody wants to. You always got to stay up. I, yeah, it's, I remember just, yeah, I found it so exhausting being single. Because uh, even and another chap we were, because we must have talked about, but, <laughs> but even he was, he would be still on that, that radar of, of the hunt constantly. Oh, yeah, and he'd, yeah. he'd be older than us, like. Yeah, it's, uh, I just, it's, yeah, it's so tiring. Oh, Jesus Christ, like. But even, even I've, I've had conversations, but you know yourself, even after conversations with gigs, and there's like, you know, a couple of 21, 20, like, at that gig in Galway the other night, when the, the show was ending, it was a silent disco was coming in afterwards. Oh, yeah. And they were all students. Yeah. And they were good natured, but they were all a bit pissed, you know, and, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, and, I, and I've stopped going, God, was I like that? Yeah. Because, I'm sure I was. Yeah, totally. So the shock isn't there anymore. But yeah. when you see them and they're coming in, they're like, hey, do you know what? And you're like, oh, wow, fuck. <laughs> we have zero. We're almost the, not the same species anymore. Yeah, like. Totally. I, I do reckon as well, like, the difference between, say, like, so you're 36. Yeah. So you wouldn't have had the internet at all. No. Until I got the internet when I was 18. Yeah, in college was I, the first yeah, of the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I remember having a go on it when I was 16, 17 at college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember getting a Sega Dreamcast when I was 18. I think I got it just for my 18th birthday. And that was a games console you could plug into the phone Did line. It? Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was the first time I'd ever had the internet at home. And it was so slow and rubbish. But so I, that was like being, and I was an adult before I could ever use the internet or I remember getting my first mobile phone for my 18th birthday 
like, and I think the fact that I think the distance between us and eighteen-year-olds now is so big compared to like, I'm bigger than when we were eighteen to thirty. Oh, totally! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel so different. Like when I meet eighteen-year-olds. Like, just even the language. The priorities are so... It's, not that who has major priorities, but yeah, the priorities yeah. are so different, like. Well, yeah, I just... Yeah, it feels... I know I'm not in... I'm not even in a patronised way. I know some people say, like, oh, young people oh, no, no, no. and, like, it's all Instagram selfies and all that. I don't think... I, I think it's harder for them now. Oh, man, they got the shit to worry about. Of, oh, the amount of pressure and the amount of, like... You know, it's quite a bleak outlook for the for the future. In well, your every move has been... Yeah. Property, everything like that. Like, I mean, it was hard when... We were probably eighteen, but now it's just they're, they're fucked, basically. Fucked. You know, there's not yeah. They, but they I, don't know they're fucked either, because you know no, they don't know the good times. Like. But I do think there's a there's probably a background hint. Like, you know, they must have a little sense. Oh, of that's yeah. Why they're all, yes, that's why there is this obsession with bloody selfies, and you, it's a distraction, isn't it? Oh, it has to be. It's like the fall of Rome. Everyone's that's why everyone's taking photos of their lunch because. They know everything's crumbling. You've got to find a nice, <laughs> nice distraction. That's yeah. what happened in Rome. And the Roman Empire was crumbling. The whole of Rome became obsessed with sex and food. Oh, right. Was that just to pass, pass off the... Just a, just a way of distracting yourself from the impending crumbling of your hence, civilization. Hence why during the recession, McDonald's fucking actually had record years. Yeah. <laughs> they did. They record because yeah. people were treating themselves. Because yeah. that's what you've McDonald's got, is. It's, it's an instant treat, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. it? That's why everyone loves, you know, smashed avocado brunches. Because it's oh. a nice distraction from the... In fact, you're never gonna have a pension. I I didn't really ne- realize that I was uh, I did because I you don't hang around with youngsters. But I was no. during the panto. I did because yeah, you're yeah. working with these incredible dancers yeah. who could smoke forty fags a day and still dance for eight <laughs> hours. You're like, yeah, that'll yeah, end. Yeah. That shit'll end. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember one. It was they'd been out. They had all the dancers and a couple of the the younger actors had all been out the night before, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I was being told about the night, and it was like, what did you? You saw the, you saw the story, right? And I went, well, what? You, sp- oh, you didn't. Oh, uh, talking about the their Instagram story. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. And I didn't realize that that's it's it's an you're obliged to do it. As, yeah, yeah, if we're yeah, friends, yeah. I'm obliged to know what Carl's yeah. Carl was up to, yeah. and I should have looked at it all yeah, yeah, yeah. prior to us meeting up. Yeah. I said, like, oh, would it not be just better? You tell me though. So yeah, we, yeah, yeah. I, well, I've had that where, like, I've. I very rarely go on Facebook. I've got a Facebook, but I rarely yeah, Facebook go on is it. Shite, I've got like what I've got is the, I've got a messenger app on my yeah. phone. I've yeah, got yeah. the Facebook app, and I've got the Pages app, which means I can have my fan page. Right. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. if I get messages on my fan page, I get them on there. So basically, it means I don't have to go on Facebook to still be able to use it as a messaging service. That's why. But I it's use pointless, it for. really. Like, and I've I've had it quite a few times, and normally it is with people. Uh, there's some people of my age and above who use it all the time, but like. A few comic friends who are just a, that generation below me, you know, they're probably just like late twenties, yeah, yeah, thirties, who have grown up with Facebook being a real part of their life, yeah. Who, you know, I've seen, and they're like, "Oh, so you come into my birthday drinks?" And I'm like, "Oh, when is it?" And they're like, "Oh, it's Saturday. Did you not get the the invite?" Of, yeah, the invite. And I was like, "What are you talking about?" They said I invited you on Facebook. It's like, well, I don't even know. I don't even know what that means. I don't understand where that would show up. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, I, I haven't got any notifications or any of that on, so. I wouldn't have got an email. I don't know where to look if I logged in. I'm so, like, sort of... Yeah, it's one of the things I've never l- decided to learn or to try and do. I always want to keep a bit of a distance from it. Yeah. Like, with Instagram, I, I've got an Instagram and I put silly photos and videos. Isn't I, that what it's I supposed to be for? But I don't know silly. how to do... A, I've never done a story. I don't know what that... I, that I, strikes I, me as a bit too full-on. I, um... 
Yeah, the photos. I think this. this well, the story thing is in the top. I like. There's loads of stuff I don't understand. The story thing is in the top left, and it's. Ju- I think it's to tell your day. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I, 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 yeah, it's again. Yeah, it's that thing of. Yeah, I've just never thought. You know. Yeah, if I if I think of something funny or a silly photo. Yeah. I would just put it on my wall thing. Mostly it's, it's me and the dog having I, four conversations. I've built the dog's persona yeah, yeah. as being an asshole. Yeah. So I'll ask the dog a question <laughs> and it's just things like go fuck yourself, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the dog kind of is quite, like the dog's a schnauzer so yeah, it looks yeah, yeah. like it's got a scowl on all the time. It's got a right. white moustache and white eyebrows so it looks funny. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's what I would want to see as a dog talking yeah, to me yeah, yeah. and calling me an asshole. <laughs> Do you know, like, it's a good way of using social media. What else is it? Like, it's not real. Like, but so, it's thing. What's the other one? That, um, what's the other? Not Snapchat. Snapchat. I don't. Snapchat. I don't understand that at well, all. That is the young. That's what. From what I gather, a lot of young people now, like sort of mid-teens, and you know, the kids who are yeah. really sort of the next generation, are they all use Snapchat? Mm. Like a lot of them have sort of moved away from Facebook and that because it's too. A lot. I think this is the thing. There's actually now almost a rebellion in that. Facebook's too personal. You put too much of yourself on it. Yes, Snapchat yeah, yeah. is very much, you do something with your friends mm-hmm. and then it's gone. You know what I mean? It's very in the moment, but it doesn't hold your information. Like, yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah, people yeah. then go and look at all your photos. I think they've actually, I think in this next generation have learned the dangers of putting it all out Okay, there. yeah. So I think a lot of them are now migrating onto like the ones that are a bit more instantaneous. I suppose Instagram stories where it comes and goes. I know people that are making money now as a, as a result of their Snapchat following. Really? Yes. I don't, I'm not even, I don't know. I've got, I remember signing up to it, downloading the app because they've got a few for, for like comedians yeah. when I should use Snapchat. Like, and I just couldn't get, I couldn't even work it out. I felt so old. I, I cannot work it out. Yeah. And I, I, I know it has funny faces yeah. from time to time and that only happens by accident when I turn it on <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm a unicorn, which yeah, is yeah, funny. Yeah. Like yeah. for me, it's funny. I, I don't know who's appreciating it. I don't think anybody, uh, but the, I, I, I know lads like, don't, again, those youngsters taught me a lot. And parents yeah, were like, yeah. "No, no, you should be putting up about your day and talking oh, to us." Nobody cares. Yeah, but apparently people do. People out on their fag break, yeah. they want to see uh, thirty seconds of Carl saying, uh, yeah. "Fucking yeah, I'm off to such and such tonight." And no, but then I suppose that's the thing. You, but does it? But to I, monetize it, or yeah, to but my, make it a thing. You my have to get over that. your your self-conscious nature oh, totally. of going, why would anyone listen to that? And I don't think, I, I don't want to get over that self-conscious. No, because then it makes you too thought. loose. I think because it keeps you sharp being a small bit embarrassed. Like, Well, yeah, I just also think, I don't, yeah, I don't ever, I don't want to get to that point of doing 20 That's the Irish person Instagrams in you too. That's, that's, the, that's the Irish in you too. <laughs> but the, the two chaps I know and they're, they, yeah, they make money now from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because, you know, I, I've got, I've, well, I met a guy recently who is a sort of a, 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 a I don't know what, the, it's probably, it's one of the new sort of influencer. Jobs. He's not an influencer, no, he's actually, he's in PR, he comes from a marketing background, okay, so. but he's now moved into sort of social media, market, small scale yeah. marketing, it's all such like modern terms, like, but he's, he's, his job is a job <laughs> that didn't exist 10 years ago, Yeah. and uh, he was saying the thing with like Instagram, and this is pretty bleak, but it basically rewards users the more you use it, so if you're doing one post every four days, it, yeah. it doesn't show, it doesn't, it doesn't keep your posts high up when your people that follow you open their Instagram oh, okay, app, right, it yeah, might just yeah. lose it down below. Whereas if you're doing three a day, uh, it's not just a numbers thing, it's the actual Instagram, what are they called? The, the, the algorithm. The algorithm right. will reward you by putting you as like the first one that one of your followers, when one of your followers opens their Instagram app, it'll put oh, you shit, as number right. one. Just because you're, it rewards you for using it more. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Oh my god! Yeah, so, oh so my that's, god. And like he said, like you know, once you get told that, obviously, people that have got a lot of followers will be told that by their marketing people and say, do it, do it, just, just do, you know, every two hours, just do one, just so it will keep you in that number one thing with your followers. Oh my god! Did, do you want to brutal. hear something really bleak? What? Did you watch Black Mirror at all? Yes. Did you? I've s- not seen. I've not finished season four, but so you didn't see the one about social media. It was set in this like this pastel coloured America. It was an American one. And very well known actress was playing the lead in this one. She's red haired woman. But basically, your whole life depends on you liking things. Oh, you know, that, that was yeah. in the first season. Oh, was or it? Second season, I think. I watched them back. Jumping right, off. yeah, no, that was a great one. Where that, people can like, delete you and stuff like that, can't they? Uh, that... No, that you can delete. Yes, that was another social media one where you can delete uh, people out of your your, oh, yeah, your no, optic nerve. Right, oh yeah, yeah. This one is. Oh, it was just your likes. It was your all about likes. likes. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. It was brilliant. And. But not and and then all if you don't if you're not uh, above a certain amount of likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ah, you're all right. You're all right. It's one of the lads popping in there. He make, they make cameos the whole time. So it's grand. But basically, if you in in that the way this in the Black Mirror one, what it was, is you might not actually be allowed through a door. Yeah, yeah. If you weren't up a certain amount of likes, yeah, so you might yeah. get. It is actually happening now in China. Right. They're trialing it. What? On two million people in a, in a province in China. Where. How, what do you mean? What, what are they going to do? China has its own version of Twitter. It's called Tube Blue or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. Other thi- and they're basing, I think, on that. Yeah. And if you have, say you have an outburst and you go, fuck this guy and stuff, <laughs> you won't get on planes. You'll be, what? yeah, I swear to God, security check is oh, passing through. And all sorts, of, like, this is explained, I haven't looked into it properly because I'm actually quite terrified, but it was, a mate of mine was over at the weekend who'd be quite, he, he's not on any form of social yeah, media, yeah, yeah. but he's a teacher. 
So he and he loves being it. He, he, he's uh, I'd imagine he's very good at it. But he his whole thing is like about the dangers of of yeah. his students. Look, lads, this shit isn't real. Yeah, you but know, that's the thing. You know, Even like when when the people that started, you know, there's people that were at, at the, you know the ground zero. Yeah, you know Facebook and you know or Instagram and all that who don't have them. They're the if, if yeah. the people that invented <laughs> it don't use it. Yeah. You know that there's a problem there, and it's obviously if they're aware of the dangers. Yeah. Yeah, I think we. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think. Yeah, you know, if I wasn't a comedian, I wouldn't be on any of it. I would totally just delete it all. But, but, but I think I've found a way of using it just for, you know, putting. I use Twitter sometimes to throw a, a silly short idea of a joke out. Yeah. That I think might. That's end a good soundboard. Twitter's a good soundboard yeah, for so stuff. Yeah. I use yeah. Twitter for that. Very, very, very rarely will I ever post anything even sort of drifting towards an opinion. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I can't be bothered. There's no point, you know, it's such an... It's who such are you a, shouting to? Exactly. It's such a pointless thing to have yeah. an argument on, <laughs> you know, on social media with some pl- person who's... You don't even know who they are or where they are. Yeah. What are you doing? It's such a waste of time. So, yeah, I think I've managed to find a way of... Right, I'll use that for jokes. Yeah. I, you know, I've got a Facebook fan page I can put... If links if I'm if I'm doing a show yeah and Instagram I use for basically silly photos and videos of me doing dumb things, uh, but at no point do I ever I try and engage with it as an actual oh, real thing. And people, that's the dangerous people do like yeah. Know? There's that thing of people just posting like this is why I deleted all the Facebook app and that because you know it is addictive. It's meant oh, to yeah, be. Yeah, it's yeah. all about the dopamine here, isn't it? Yeah. So, like, oh, I gotta like. Nice. That thing of just, yeah, I'd yeah. Be, whatever I, if I was just sitting on a bus or I was sitting on a train or I was sitting at home, you know, you suddenly, suddenly you're trying to watch something, you want to watch a documentary, but you're just constantly looking at your phone, you're forgetting about that, and I'd be checking in and just, yeah. you'd open Facebook and everyone would be putting, you know, everything just felt like a little cry for attention, isn't it? It's all, it's, oh, having a tough day I heard, today. I heard a, 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 it was a very interesting, like, it was actually refreshing to hear it. There was, I was down in Cork last weekend. And we were filming this thing. Um, but this woman that was on the cruise, she was just talking about how her her 20-year-old, he's very he's in arts. Yeah, yeah. Him and none of his friends have mobiles. Oh really? They so have, that's good. They have not they and they came out of school and they were they were all they were all going into arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were they just they had formed an opinion amongst themselves, basically, this is fucking pointless. That's great. And they no they, so when, I says, how do you cause he's He's heading to Australia for a couple of months. Yeah, yeah. I says, how do you get? I'll just, I'll just have to. He'll just have to find a landline or borrow yeah, one, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just have to, just old school. Yeah. Because she could understand it. She was like, I'll ring him on a Tuesday at yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be by the phone. It's great. Well, I just thought that's what I, my hope is that, yeah, if this generation of young people now are, are getting away from Facebook and even even I know Snapchat's still a social media thing, but it's a bit more innocent. Yeah, yeah. For a personal, I think you have, you have your little close group. Like of friends. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's all like send something, then it disappears. Let's not keep any of this online. Yeah. If they're moving that, hopefully the next generation moves even further away. And I'm sure in a few generations, I'd love it if they were. Everyone just took it back to basics, and you know, just yeah, you can have a mobile phone, but yeah. you don't sit staring at it all day. It'd be nice if you know, in fifty years, they look back at this period of time and go like, we really yeah. got carried away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's probably going to become quite uncool. I think that's, that that that's was the vibe mean. I got yeah, from yeah. horror. Was well, that it's a hipster thing? Yeah, it? that's what you want. You want yeah. <laughs> you want the hipsters to suddenly go. Oh, I'm not. I've got an old Nokia thirty three ten. 
Because that's what they released a, a new version of the 3310 that's got no really? Wi Fi or any of that stuff. It's just a phone. It came out like six months ago and back orders were huge. So there's obviously, yeah, what you've got to do is make it cool to not have. Just need Kanye. IPhone. That's what we need. Just need Kanye to yeah, it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. So I think that's the that's the next the next wave is because it was a French guy. He was he was a sound tech that was on. He had this tiny little phone and it was like Alcatel or something. Yeah, and he was yeah, like, yeah. I must make a call. And I was just I was, wow, I haven't seen one of them in a while. And that's where the conversation goes. I get like ten days of power from this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy, you could tell by him, all he was into was just but battery said, life. <laughs> yeah, all he cares about. but he and like really that. battery life yeah, was really yeah, yeah. all that concerned him. You know. It's, yeah, it's good. I've got a couple of friends. I've got yeah, I've got a couple of friends who have no, you know, sort of. They're just an old phone. You can call or text them, and that's it. Well, I thought I was going to be into horrors because we just moved. And we moved about 10 miles outside of, not even outside of, just over the Dublin border, yeah. out of the city bounds. And it just happens to be countryside, a little pocket of the countryside yeah, yeah, yeah. in Wicklow. And it's just gorgeous. Phone doesn't work. Really? You get E, so you can yeah, take phone calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the first week, I was going, jeez, I can't be checking shit here. Yeah. And then I thought, how fucking important am I? Yeah. I'm not that important. But it's amazing how quick you stop caring. Yeah. That's what I've done. I always, after, after the Edinburgh Fringe every year, me and uh, my wife, we go, we always go on holiday straight after the Fringe. Yeah, right? tell it. And, but we normally try and go somewhere really quiet, yeah. far removed from like, we don't go to, it's not a city break, you know, we'll go one year, like a couple of years ago, we went to Jamaica and stayed in a hut oh, nice. on the south of the island. There was nowhere, no, nothing around. Like it was a tiny little town. It was probably you know, 500 people that lived in the whole area. And, yeah. You know, sort of, there was a shop about, you know, 10 minute walk away and that was it. We just had a little hut staying just next to a beach. Unbelievable. And there was no phone reception, no internet, nothing. And yeah, like you say, coming from Edinburgh where it's so full oh on. Oh my God. And then going to the absolute end of the world and having no connection with the back to real life. It took me about 12 hours, maybe 24 hours of decompression yeah yeah and then suddenly I didn't even look at I didn't even want to look at my phone for five days and it was just such an easy transition back it shows you can oh you can it. yeah and yeah last year as well it was we stayed in a real like an eco lodge it sounds so wanky but in Portugal just down in the south sort of west of Portugal and again it was it was sort of you went down to like the busy area then you just drove inland for about 40 yeah. minutes and we were just in the middle of a forest and you could you could only get phone reception if you walked to the top of the hill so on the second day, I had to walk to the top of the hill just to, because I had to make a call. Send, yeah, I had to call someone. But like, apart from that, it was just, and it was quite fun. Doing that was quite fun because the rest of the time I wasn't looking at my phone or caring. But you earned it too. Yeah, you earned like, it. Yeah, like, yeah. We were all like, we were all, there was a few other people standing there who were really nice, and we just yeah we were all having a drink and having some food, and then it was just as the sun was going down. I had to go off on this journey. It was like a twenty-minute walk to the top of this hill through loads of Which forest. Which is hilarious when you think about yeah. it in that modern day. Yeah. And I got to the top and broke through these trees, and there was this little mast that's there that, <laughs> with like tinfoil on it that managed to pick up a signal. And I had to stand next to it to get like one bar, and it was felt like, all oh, right, this is this is this was worth it, you know. Now I yeah, can yeah. call and go back to not brilliant. Because do you know what's a good spot actually if you are going back to boil? In the right next door in Leitrim, yeah, we went for our and we got married last year, yeah, and for our anniversary we went to a glorious weekend in April, but it was it was Leitrim and it's the fucking no reception either because yeah, yeah. it's in this this weird cut out valley, and this uh, they have a Hobbit house right and a bunch of these yurts okay and your own kind of because I think they lived in Australia for a while so they took kind of the Australian outdoorsy vibe yeah, yeah. and they've built. A kitchen 
that everybody can use and then oh, yeah. they have a barbecue set it Lovely. was and the fact that none of our phones worked yeah and it was myself in the midst so we brought the dog as well because they were like oh yeah bring the dog and like they make their own cider yeah and you could tell talking to them they're a young enough couple they're like in yeah, their 40s yeah. but they look they both look ridiculously in shape right. because everything is done they, everything is done with a pick and shovel yeah, they've done yeah. it all themselves by hand and you're going oh yeah and you can see the happy, genuine happiness well, in their it. faces the people, like, that, the people that own this Portuguese eco lodge thing um, were yeah one there was she was Portuguese um, and he was South African right and so she'd moved to South Africa when she was younger and met this guy he was like a big what was his job? It was like, it was big finance. You know, he was, it was really busy. 12 oh, hour right, days. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They, had, they had two kids and then they were just hating their life. And then she just said, why don't we... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Go back to where she was from in Portugal, yeah. not far from where she grew up. And they just bought this chunk of land and just built loads of these little African huts, basically. That's class. And, it, and that, yeah, it's like, like, like you're saying, there was, a, there was a communal kitchen. It was like a little African hut kitchen that was yes. just round and you'd go in and, and it was just, and you, you, they were so happy. Like these, this family was so just like lived just in their little chunk of land without sitting on their phones. And there was, the kids were so nice and just the kids were like, you know, I think one was 16, the girl was 16 or 17, the, the boy was about 14, 13, and they were just really friendly and nice and engaged, you know what I mean, there was no, they didn't have any screens around them, they, they, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. they didn't, that, they didn't know anything like that, they, they were just living in this little pocket of calm, and it's, it was so nice to see. On, and what was that, when you were there, do you go every year to the Melbourne Festival? I, not Melbourne, I, I mix it up, so this year I did Melbourne, last year I did... Oh, did I do Melbourne last year? No, last year I didn't go. It was the first time I didn't go out, actually. I know I went out, sorry, last year I went out and did a thing with the Roadshow where I toured around. Right. This year I did Melbourne. The year before that I did Melbourne. The year before that I did Adelaide. And before that I sort of alternated. Right, because I was talking with uh, Mickey Bartlett. Do you know me, Mickey? I do, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he was saying he toured. and he, I was, How was it? He says, it just was brilliant. But because we were in a, in a in a conversation of mental gigs. like oh, yeah, yeah, One yeah. or two. Some of the weirdest. I did, uh, yeah. Like I did this in the road show. We went to like loads of mining towns and stuff. What's and that like? It's amazing. Like, the people are so nice. Like people are so up for it because you're, you're the only entertainment they've had for six months, and they're all not crazy. Like if you go to parts like Alice Springs, you know that's the most landlocked you could be. You know what I mean? Everyone's mad because they're so far from civilization. I'd imagine. Yeah. They're in the middle of the country, and it's just like so. There's a sort of madness in the air, but like they they were so fun. Because, yeah, it is, the gig is like, this is all that's happening for months. <laughs> Let's all enjoy it. And, yeah, some of them, like, I did one, we did one on a rum distillery up in, like, 
there's a place called oh shit I can't remember what it was called but yeah it was an outdoor gig in a rum distillery like a field and they'd built sort of you know put all the seats in and the moment that they'd put the stage lights on every insect from about 200 miles <laughs> came to the stage <laughs> It was, it was almost unplayable. Like it was, it was the most. I'd say it's the most traumatic gig I've ever done. <laughs> and I'm not that bad with wildlife because I was. You were talking, and just I, I, it's not even an exaggeration. There was about ten thousand bugs around flying into you. Just, you were surrounded by just a, a oh, cloud gee. of bugs. Like it was horrendous. Like so, you know, you were literally you couldn't even open your mouth properly because they'd fly in. So you had to just do the gig, just like constantly getting hit by bugs. There was a one guy. <laughs> I was wearing quite dark clothes. He, it wasn't that visible. There was another guy called um, uh, Josh L was on. Who was, oh yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he plays guitar and he had a white t-shirt, and like you could just see it on stage. It just it, as, as his set started, it was white, and within a minute, it was a black t-shirt. So it was just covered in bugs. When he came off, they were just all over him. Oh my Christ! Oh, it was so horrendous. <laughs> Beck Hill was actually telling me that because we're talking about accents that doesn't change much because yeah. I suppose. In the UK, there's a bunch of accents. In yeah, Ireland, there's yeah, a bunch yeah, of accents, you yeah. know. But as it doesn't change, I think we we had a long drive. I think we were driving Dublin, Kilkenny, and back yeah, again. Yeah. And uh, I and she, she was not really. She just cause I don't know why it doesn't because it's just yeah. But she's in around Alice Springs and stuff like that. All right, where it's mental with flies because yeah. she's looked into this herself. Their their accent has changed as a result of having to keep the mouth closed. Yeah, that's. I mean, I said, are you joking me? Because I swear to God, because flies fly into your mouth yeah. all fucking time over in there, like. Yeah, it's funny. So yeah. their accent—they're the only ones who have a slightly closed mouth. Yeah, yeah. So they sound like they're kind of always a bit angry, like. <laughs> that's funny, but it's it's amazing. It's also I think if you go, a lot of people go to Australia and they go to. Melbourne, Sydney, Perth, that's about it. Yeah. I think it's good to get around the country to see. You actually get to sort of meet... See the places, the Mad Max looking places. people and stuff. You know, people that, you know, you don't see in the cities because they've been really pushed and priced out, haven't they? You know. Well, that's why you should go to Boyle. You're going to see people, Indigenous <laughs> people. Indigenous <laughs> You'd see the real deal. Yeah. And I'm trying to explain it to people. Like, and it's, like I mean, I, I, mean we, I did a gig one time where there was two, two blokes had guns in the front row. Where? It's down over. I think it was either East Cork or West Waterford. Jeez. And it wasn't it wasn't weird. Yeah. They weren't gangsters. They'd been out shooting all afternoon. Oh my God. And they brought the two shotguns in. Yeah. And the question was like, lads, what? You, what? <laughs> yeah. you couldn't have checked them in with your jackets. Yeah. like, And they were like, ah, no. Just Bloody brought them in because they, they'd arrived full hunt and they had a bunch of rabbits and stuff with them. And oh my like, God. So all you could, I just had to deal with it and go. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I took one of the guns and just, and it was all, it wasn't loaded. It was yeah, just a shotgun. Yeah, so I'm just standing there with a shotgun because oh. I had to, I, I don't know, lasso the situation so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was the weirdo for questioning yeah, them for having guns. Odd, yeah. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Have you, have you ran into any mental ones like that? Obviously, guns. I suppose don't have to. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't think like somebody in uh, I can't remember where it might have been Darwin in Australia brought a, a crocodile to the gig just a little crocodile they had a pet baby crocodile had they under their arm on, on yeah, a yeah, leash yeah they just brought it and they, they showed they gave, <laughs> after, after, after the show we got to hold it and stuff and it was just a tiny it was literally yeah it was probably 8 inches maybe 9 inches long and they'd take the mouth just so it couldn't bite us and then you just got to, they brought it because they, yeah, they thought we'd like it <laughs> I, mean, I mean it was fun there's photos of us holding it and like it was I mean it was that thing though I didn't, I didn't like the fact that 
I don't like taping animals. Yeah, down. yeah, yeah. I don't like wild animals being kept as pets in general. I know. If it's, you know, I don't have pets anyway, but just kind of because of a hassle. But I think if you, at least if you have a pet, make it one that's been domesticated for thousands of years and is, they know they're used to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having a crocodile, that's always going to, at some point, that's going to become an issue, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if, like, we're, look, I, I don't know what way to put it to you, but that thing's going to eat your child. It's going to... Yeah, it's such a, you know, it's a... There is no positive outcome to that no, thing growing it's up. It's cute for a month. It's cute for eight inches. Yeah, And then yeah, after yes. that, it becomes dangerous. Have you yeah. ever seen crocodiles and alligators up close? No, no, not not inside 40 feet. They are so... There is, yeah, they are dinosaurs. So, like, you've never seen... The, the, They're terrifying. Lizard, obviously, that lizard thing of... You know, I, yeah, I'm a bloody vegan. I'm, you know, I like animals, but I like, you know, I like letting them be and all that. Yeah. And I tend to sort of, you know, be, feel quite sort of connected and calm around animals. But when I was, I, we went to a crocodile park in Darwin that is, was, it's, it's mad, the story behind it, it's a mad, like, this guy in the 70s just started a crocodile park. It used to be, they were endangered for a period because were they? people were just like culling them because they were, you know, because how dangerous they are, and they thought yeah. it'd be easier to kill them all. So it got to a point when they were like sort of really struggling, dying out, and then they, the government started legislating and saying that you can't just kill these are you know these are indigenous wild. One animals. of the few indigenous things, anyway, because not yeah. like rabbits and whatever else they yeah, yeah, yeah. So they start, they were sort of became slightly protected, but um, this guy's just to start to sort. He was an animal. I think he was on TV. He was like a sort of you know Ray Mizzy type. You know, just wild, you know, well, he out, wasn't, outback. He wasn't the Bush Tucker man, was he? Do you remember him it years ago? Be him. I love that guy. It might, I don't know if it he used to be on BBC on Sunday mornings. How how long ago was it? 1984. I think it would have been earlier. I think like in the 60s, 70s, okay, he would have been right. like a, you know, sort of a big advocate of nature and that on TV in Australia. And he set up this wildlife park for mainly for crocodiles to just try and give, you know, start up a sort of sanctuary. And, but he did this one thing where he'd take trouble ones from all around the country. If they were going to be killed in a local area because right. they were causing problems, he'd take them in. So they'd, 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 you know, like they'd, gangster crocodiles. Yeah, like. and they'd have their own pen because they were problems. And like, so some of these, we got to sort of see them. You, it was just like chicken wire between us and Jesus. Uh, you know, a 25-foot ridiculous creature that was so scary and just sat there. You know, there was one, I remember, like, just the other side of the wire was its head. And you look in its eye... And it doesn't flinch. It's just there. And it's, you think, I don't think it, it has any idea what's going on. It's probably asleep with its eyes open and that. But then, you know, then they'll tell you to stand back and they'll throw a little bit of meat in. And the speed, the thing is, been watching everything. It knows. It's way, just, that's and all if that the weight wasn't there, you'd be dead. But there was this one little part of it, a little lake, where they, they're normally solo animals. Like, you know, they don't hang out in sort of packs. Well, don't they? No. And, but he, this guy, bred... And hatch seventy in one lake to see what would happen, see if they could become like a sort of pack animal. Right. And they're not, but they but they all live very happily. They just they, I suppose because there's grub being thrown at them all the time. Yeah, and they don't know anything better, really. They just that's where they've grown up. So there's this there's this bloody lake with seventy crocodiles in of differing <laughs> sizes. So and loads of them have got little bits of them missing when they've had a little scrape with each other. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they just don't react. So, you know, I saw a video of one biting another one's arm off and like so it grabs it and then spins and rips yeah, the arm yeah, off yeah. and the one who's had his arm ripped off just doesn't even react just sort of just carries on like oh well that's the end of that then. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how scary how scary is an animal that they're like I, the more I look into it because um, 
I, I'm not a vegetarian, but I have a huge respect for... Uh, like, I won't eat anything. I, I, I actually prefer to hunt. Right. Um, if I am going to eat meat. Yeah, because yeah, at least yeah. then well, it's... Well, you're connected to... It's, I, I, and I, you I, really I mean, have to work for it. Yeah, 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 Like, it isn't a case of just going out to the backyard. Yeah, yeah. You've got to put in serious time for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's the thing. I, even, I'm a vegan. I, yeah, I'm against sort of that. And general, like eating animals and stuff. But I do think if if people had to have oh, yeah. their own food... But that's why I... I, that, I think, you know, A, they'd be... They'd, they'd, you know... People would eat way less. Oh, I, I only eat meat three day, two days a week, three yeah. days a week. Or so the numbers were just, you know, just full, full. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And also, I think it just would make people way more understanding and connected to what they're eating. Most people have no connection when they see oh, I a love burger. De- I love describing it to people because we're like, really? Yeah. Maybe you have a problem with it, but you're not a... Because yeah, the only people that I would, I would have a, a willful, I suppose, debate with is a vegan. Because yeah, yeah. I'll go, no, no, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll show up in McDonald's and just, are you happy that it just showed up there? Like, well, there's yeah. a lot of like, you know, yeah. There's, I think there's so many meat eaters who just don't connect what there is in oh, that burger with an, an animal walking around. Yeah. So that's why I've got way more issue with that blind meat eating. Yeah, just like that's... Just it being what they assume is normal. I've got more issue with that than people that go out and catch their own food. People well, who will, you know, go out and catch a fish and eat it. You know, it's not something I'd do, but I can, I can see that the circle of life in that more than, yeah. you know, not having no idea how that bit of meat got on your plate. It's bizarre. Even I was, we were talking about it the other night at, at that launch and a chap, he was, he was I, I was talking about uh, vegetarianism, like, or whatever. And I suppose it'd be closer to vegan, I suppose, is what we probably eat four days a week, really. Like, cause just, we grow a lot of our own shit now as right. well. Like, so, um, it's just tr- trying to be clean, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. and it's, and eating stuff that probably grows local too, in season, yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of way. But, um, 
he was the chap I was chatting with who I had a great time with but he was he was he was he said it he goes I'm one of those he goes I cannot bear the notion of how it got to my plate yeah yeah, yeah. I went, do you not think that's disrespectful to the animal do you know what I mean like if you want to just pretend like it showed up in your plate magic but what so did he eat meat then he, he, we'd been talking about uh, poss- him possibly going vegetarian right, okay. as a result of yeah, I've not been able to deal with deal with the moment it goes from trotting around to ending up on his plate yeah. I went, but that's, that's a decision I that a lot I said, of said you should do it I said you should do yeah, it yeah. I said, loads of that's what happens to me I think when it gets to the point when you can't switch that off yeah. most people just don't even think about it some people are aware of it and they just deal with a little guilt yeah, yeah. I got to the point where I couldn't do, I, every time I tried to eat meat or I would just get out of habit I could see, I just suddenly was like, oh, I know what this is. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah, where yeah. it's come from. And I couldn't deal with it, so I had to cut it out. And I think, yeah, for me, it was a much easier decision to stop eating it than to just keep sort of justifying it to myself. But we were watching the other evening, out there, I just, where we've moved to, it's just, it, it's like the, the Hundred Acre Wood. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous, like deer come trotting down there. <laughs> There's rabbits, like, like the dog is losing her mind. She's loving it. But, um, like, there's two hawks live just down the back field and I could hear one of them and I, you know that sound from a hawk it's like something it's that it's that American yeah, eagle yeah, call yeah, sound yeah. I was like Jesus that's eerie yeah and it was I, watch, I watched them for 15 minutes these yeah, two yeah, yeah. and how they were working over and back across the field yeah. and one of our beloved rabbits gone oh shit gone yeah. but it was the way they'd scared the rabbit like you could see the rabbit moving because yeah. we were down, looking down on it and how one was working with the other yeah and then all of a sudden the rabbit's blind spot was picked by, and one oh. fellow was hovering like this, and you could see the rabbit pausing, and the other guy just came out Smacking of nowhere it. between yeah, two trees yeah, like yeah. this. That's, it was incredible to watch yeah. in action. It was like, Jesus. But it was, I remember talking, as you, what reminded me of, of those chaps was we were, again, on our honeymoon, we went to this, um, oh, no, it was, on, yeah, it was on our honeymoon. We, we stayed in Ireland for it, yeah. and we went out to the west because, again, no phones and it was just quite relaxing not to have to jump on an aeroplane yeah, like yeah, yeah. we'd be doing a lot of flying that year and we went to this guy he had a hawkery right and it was everything from owls to hawks and I said do they mind the caps being on their heads you yeah. know as they just sit there he goes you have no idea how little of a fuck they give yeah yeah, yeah. he says they wake food they close their eyes yeah he says they do not have the effect he says I love those birds yeah 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 they would eat me if they needed it. Yeah. These are apex predators, Tom. He's the yeah, murderers. Yeah, yeah. They wake up, they're out to murder. <laughs> because... Have you ever been on safari? No, no. I went, I went to one in South Africa. Where, and it was like an eco safari. It was like a proper... You they're know, out and about properly. Yeah, like, and it, yeah. Was, it was very well maintained and done on a sort of, you know, it was for, it was like an ethical lodge and all that stuff. So oh, cool, right, yeah, yeah. It wasn't one of them dodgy ones where it's like, right, Big fat Americans, fly a bunch like, yeah, of yeah. Americans in and just show them. <laughs> no, 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 these are wild lions and they drive off and the lions are put back in a cage. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, you know, they, it's like, they, this is one of the ones where we, you were told, look, you might not see anything. Do you know what I mean? Cause, oh, but I like the, the idea the the yeah, land yeah. that we're going to deal with is so big that we could drive for four hours and not see anything. Right. It's so whales, like, essentially, you're driving across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's that thing of, um, yeah, because some of them, you know, it's a bit it's a bit of a coincidence. Oh, you, you saw all the big five, <laughs> yeah, whatever it is, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. first hour. It's like, oh, what are the chances? It's because there's a bloody handler, like, yeah. shepherding the <laughs> elephants out towards the road. So, but we went to it, and we saw lions on, like, day one. And, and what was amazing was, like, again, it was, like, it was almost like we were saying about when comedians, you can tell a comedian's really in the moment. And yeah, yeah. Seeing yeah. the ranger who was driving us, like, how excited he got when oh, we saw really? these lions. Yeah. 
Like you could see, we stopped. He suddenly he was like, "Oh my god, guys!" He goes, "I think we've." He goes, "I guess we've got some lines." And we drove sort of quite near. He was watching them for a few minutes just to check what was going on. They were quite far away. And he said, "He goes, oh, they've eaten." He goes, "We can drive up quite close because you know." They, How do you know? Well, because he could tell that, that they were the way they were all lying down and still. And, oh, and he said, right. It looked like they they were. I don't, it was something like you know they they were they looked like they were full or something. Right. We drove a bit nearer. He looked and he goes, "Oh, they're they're, they're fat." He goes, "You can see they've obviously had a big kill and feed yesterday right. or last night or something, and they are not going anywhere today. They're just going to sleep for twenty four hours. Class life. And then just <laughs> go for a hunt again." So we drove. We ended up getting like so near. I'm like, I reckon we were fifty foot away from them. What? From lions? Yeah, and they're all. And there's no fencing or anything. No fencing or nothing. They're just lying down, and and he get we he passed around some binoculars. You looked at them, and their bellies were just you know massive. Obviously, eating like a bloody couple of impalas or something. And there was that thing if they could not have given less of a shit. What I was saying to him, would they never just run up here and? Sort of try and attack anyone. You know, have you ever had to just drive off? And he goes, "Look, he goes, we won't approach. We won't get this near if they're not full. You know, what I mean, if they're walk, walking around on the yeah. hunt. We're not going to drive up to them." He said, "But when they've eaten, you could, you know, you could drive up to, you know, probably nearer than this, and they will not give you the time of day. They're just they're so happy right now." <coughs> he goes, and, "You know, he said you could have, you know, you know, an impala or something could walk past them." You know, fifty meters away, and they're not even going to look at it because they're they're fine. They know they can wake up tomorrow and go on the hunt again. And there is that calm predator yeah. thing of like fuck them. When you see them, they're so badass, life, like guaranteed. They are. They're so they're so massive as well. But they look really cute. Like when you see them lying down, they look like a ma- they just look like a big cat. That's what they are. But yeah, because you know you think cat and you say yeah they're big cats and all the rest. Yeah. Of them. Oh, class! There's a dog after walking in. He's not catchy. We How are you, lads? <laughs> Good timing. Great timing. Um, but the I got, I remember I was once upon a time in, when I worked as a civil engineer. I got to. I'd had to assess an insurance claim for yeah. Photo Wildlife Park down in Cork, yeah. which is a really nice place. It's on a, I don't know how many hundred acres it's on, but there's almost no fencing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they, all the animals look like they're enjoying themselves, yeah, they're chilling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and th- some things are out and about. Yeah, like I remember I smoked at the time, I smoked at the time, and, and a ringtail lemur stole a cigarette out of my mouth, <laughs> and it's one of the greatest moments yeah, of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a ringtail lemur stole a bag. Like, yeah. but I got, I was down by. Um, the bison house oh, yeah, where yeah, this, yeah. these, oh my good Christ, these things that look like, basically, uh, they look like a Volkswagen yeah, yeah, with yeah. legs. Um, that's where the tree had fallen through. And the next thing, this guy was walking, no chain, no no yeah. leash. He was walking a cheetah. Bloody hell. I'm like, what? What? He goes, no, no, we've had him since birth because his mother yeah, had yeah. a poacher. So he's quite calm. He says, just don't come, just come straight <laughs> at him. Oh, I, yeah, I was going, yeah, yeah. is he? Because, and we're talking, three foot away this guy was walking with a cheetah he goes no no he's all fed and stuff he goes to be honest with you he would not be near a, anything had he not been fed yeah, yeah, yeah. and I says even still though he's grown here for like 10 years and he yeah. knows he goes man I wouldn't go near this guy yeah. he says it's out of respect for the animal he says do you see all those fuckers hugging their lions and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. nah he says in two seconds even though he's only a skinny version of the yeah, big cats yeah, yeah. one swipe his paw and my thro- throat's gone yeah that's it's it. It's mad, isn't it? And he can hit a clip of 60 miles an hour. Yeah. Do you know? <laughs> so there's no getting away from yeah, this guy. Yeah, like. yeah. But even still, he said, even though he's he's fully fed, he says, don't, he says, he says I'll stand him back a bit yeah, and you yeah. just walk straight to him with your hand out calmly. Yeah. And he just licked the back of my hand. And I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's he's, enough. He's like, oh, I didn't need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no tough guy, not a tough guy. There's nah. not, nothing a human could do. Yeah. 
The we hardest human going. We had that with the elephants. Like the elephants, obviously they look like lovely creep, but they are so big. Oh like God. we drove, we were driving for. I'm not, if it was the last day we were there. We drove around for ages, didn't see anything. You know, yeah, everything. And then we um, spotted two elephants, like just out of the herd. Had just we we just saw two elephants up this massive hill, like the top of this hill, and they were just eating, like ripping. Like, they eat, you know, they were eating the trees. Yeah. And the, even the rangers like, what are they doing up there? That's mild. He goes, normally they don't walk up to the top of that hill. That's really steep. Yeah. He goes, but he goes, I can take. Well, we'll drive around the back, the long way around the back up the hill because like, and we drove up sort of quite near him, and we got relatively near, probably about maybe a hundred foot away while they were just eating, and one of them was quite a juvenile, it's like sort of young male. Yeah. And it just turned, and it just started charging at the car, <laughs> and the ranger was like, yeah, let's get out of it. Just drove on. It was like the. When you see the sum, and that was only a small one, but when I mean, say small, it was still probably, you know, God, how many times. twelve foot tall. It wasn't like the you know the biggest one, but it, the, mo- you, the sound of it running towards the car, and like you know, it only had just got up and running before we the ranger went, oh, we'll leave these two today. That's not, you know, obviously he's in a bit of a mood, and just drove, we drove off. But like the sound of that thing just. You re- I suppose you quickly realise that you're, yeah yeah you haven't oh, we're so fragile yeah, like. we're in a car yeah know, and that thing is it could a, run through a house it's, a, it's basically a teenage elephant and it would just ruin us oh my god but there's like that's that's the thing like you kind of realise how shite we are yeah you know what I mean we're shite like, yeah, yeah, yeah like there's we need guns and we need stuff totally. to, these things could just devour us yeah like, there's I remember I don't know where I heard it but there was there's this wolf in this I don't know where is it in America this this one breed of wolf yeah or it might be Africa this will tell you how the next level of assassin these fuckers are right so they love deer they love yeah. they love running down deer in packs and they have a, like wolves we know wolves are class because yeah, yeah, yeah. like, they they just have it worked out to a T but there's something in there when they take a shit basically when they take a dump that there's spores of some sort of in it yeah that once it disintegrates and goes down into the earth the spores that they stay alive and they will the next vegetation that grows as a result of that fertilizer yeah. will hold those spores right in the hope that it will be eaten by that specific deer it will stay in its that deer's genes yeah and it will pass on to its first young which will give them underdeveloped cardio muscles right so their lungs and their heart would be smaller than usual so they can be run down easier bloody hell so four degree four generations of separation so two away from the wolf and yeah, two away yeah, yeah. And like that is nature's way yeah, of going yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's mad I saw a video yesterday online actually of uh, this is, I know this, I follow this guy on Twitter who's a um, he's a vegan bodybuilder and he's massive. And, you know, he's like a, I, I think I've he's a deadlifter. And he's like, very well known, isn't he? I he's think... one of the sort of top ones. And yeah, he's always he's quite funny. He's always winding up like because he gets a lot of you know there's a lot of that anti-vegan stuff. Of course, yeah, people, yeah, people yeah. assume that vegans can't be. You know, you're missing something if you're vegan. You're well, missing it, out on protein, almost, and it's just not. True. It almost becomes the kind of slap in the face kind of. It's a bit hack actually to well, go after because it's hacky. Same way as hacky to go after hipsters now. Yeah, what, yeah, what are you yeah. talking about? Like, yeah. What are you fucking talking about? Exactly. So that thing, yeah, there's that, that old misconception that if you're yeah. vegetarian or vegan, that you're weak, which mm. is just it's not at all. You know, it's it's a they're talking about protein. You know, you can get protein in loads of different ways. Yeah. But, and this guy is a vegan bodybuilder, and he well, he wasn't a bodybuilder. He's, he went vegan. Then got into bodybuilding, so it's not like he became a bodybuilder, then went vegan, and just right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually built himself as a vegan, 
and he's just massive. And he's, he's so he likes to sort of wind people up online and who claim that meat eating is the best way of being strong. And he just put this video. He goes, um, you know, anytime you think we're like top of the, you know, or we're the strongest animal. Yeah. And it was three bodybuilders. Um, like on a t- like on a tug of war rope, like, and there was a crowd around, and they were all three of them massive, like you know, beefcakes, trying to pull this rope, and then the camera panned, and I think it was a cheetah, oh and my it was God. just one cheetah just on its own, just holding the rope, and like they just could not move it. It was just one. This animal was, you know, oh technically God. smaller than each one of those. Oh yeah, humans. wait, wait, their muscle setup is. Yeah, and it, you could see the cheetah just dug its hands in and was just like pulling back. It's like, Forget about it, hell, man. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing, like their muscle setup isn't like ours at all. No. Even like monkeys would, you know what I mean? Oh, the chimpanzees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not even going to be. They'd rip you apart. They'd shred you. They're like, scary. I find chimpanzees scary. Especially because. they look nice. They can be mean. Yeah. When it's a cheetah or when it's a. You know they're doing it out of necessity because yeah, they're going, this yeah. is, I have one gear and that is just murder. Yeah. And it's, it's nothing against you, man. I yeah. just want to eat you. That's the. I, I saw the most harrowing thing. And it was like it was like one of them Planet Earth things. It was quite. It was one of the early seasons, and it was just about how now and again cheetah, not um, chimpanzee communities, like just basically all decide that one of them is just useless and an idiot, and they don't need them anymore. <laughs> and they all just decide, oh, let's, should we just kill that one because like, it's just holding us back. <laughs> and and it, it, it showed the moment that they all sort of turned on the. Oh the my god! Who they were going to get rid of? We all have that friend in, yeah. our, in a group, but we're we never going to do it. Rip them limb from limb. <laughs> So they all suddenly started like turning and getting aggressive, and it was at like, the moment that that chimp realised, oh, I'm fucked, and it just starts running through the forest, and the, like about twenty of them just start hunting him through the forest, catch him and kill him, and they're just like, right, this, oh. he's done, he's out. It's like a prison, like it's like prison rules. Jesus, oh, yeah. And I remember watching it and being like, oh my god, imagine, like, you know, because you can't help but yeah, know, make the association them. with oh, us because they're. God. In a lot of ways, you can see it, like you know, and it's it was so scared as well. Oh, it really left a scar on me watching it. Because that's the thing about the old crocodiles. You go look at the dead eye on that fucker, yeah. and he holds no grudge against you. No, you're just dinner. Yeah. But the thing about the chimpanzees, they can make a conscious. Well, that's bad, it. It feels like there's decision. a thought. That yeah, felt yeah. like a group decision to go. Yeah. This guy's a prick. T- <laughs> Terry's got to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like cut, Terry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You're going to get stabbed in the back of the neck in a car. Brilliant stuff. Do you know what? I won't keep you much. How's your day? Oh, you're on tonight because this podcast will go out. You're on the, the Laugh Lounge tonight. Tonight and, and tomorrow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great stuff. And Edinburgh this year? I am doing Edinburgh, yeah. I'm doing a, I'm actually I'm doing a free festival for the first time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, just, I, I had a little break from doing... Last year I did a little show on the bus... Oh, the, yeah, uh, Bob's one, yeah. So that was ticketed, so it's still like, you know, normally a normal ticketed show, but it was, I felt it was a nice, I, I basically was thinking of having a year off, but decided to just do a weird little well, interesting he, venue. Bob is a lovely said, but Heroes of the Fringe style yeah, stuff. So like it's a bit more, you know, DIY and a bit more sort of, you know, weird and almost fringy. It feels yeah, like yeah, like, yeah. It feels like you're actually part of the fringe again. Because I've had years of being in like the Pleasance, and I love the Pleasance, and yeah. the roommate's play was amazing, but I just fancied a year off and then thought actually why not just do something a bit weird in a little room and you know just do something different and I loved it so much that I thought this year I might see what it's like to not be in the main is the pressure's off a small bit is definitely, it definitely yeah there definitely is a less, less pressure there's also less financial of course yeah, pressure. yeah, yeah. you know you're not spent the outlay isn't as much I've, I've been I'm very lucky I've never come away from Edinburgh with a massive debt and you know you hear stories about people losing 10 grand oh yeah I've been lucky to not 
have that. So, but you still know the finances involved. Like you know, when you're doing a sort of a big, you know, paid room, every ticket that doesn't get sold, you're basically paying for. Yeah. So there is, you know, you'll walk out and you see some empty seats, and in your head you'll be on stage going, "Oh shit!" And that's not what co- you're like. That's not what comedy's supposed exactly. to be about. Like, yeah. Because, yeah, when it becomes businessy like that, yeah. you're counting heads, you're like, oh. And you're at a fringe meant to be doing your, like, having the crack show. Like, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hour show you've worked on. So this year, I'm doing a free festival, and I'm doing a venue called the Counting House Ballroom, which is, like, the big... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a big one. It's one of the, sort of, main, sort of, free fringe hubs. And, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, actually. I'm still putting the work in as if, you yeah, know, of course. as if I'm doing yeah, yeah. A, the, the, a main room. I've been working on the show for months, and... It's coming together, so yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna see what that's like. Oh, what did, what's this year's show? It's called Strictly Carl Donnelly, which is brilliant. It's sort of a pun on Strictly Carl. Yeah, of course, it doesn't yeah, yeah, really yeah. work. And, uh, so, but yeah, it's just. It's I just, can't wait to see the poster. What well, weird, the weirdly, like the back of the flyer is really funny. But like, this year, I've gone for a poster that's not as funny as last year. It's, it's good. It's a really. <laughs> Will it nice, freak me out like on a? Well, no, the actual the poster's really lovely. It's designed like a sort of uh, film poster. It looks nice. great, but it's not. It's not going to make anyone laugh, but. I'm hoping if they pick up the flyer and turn that round, they'll laugh at the back. Because the back's really silly and quite creepy as well, actually. Class. So, but yeah. <laughs> and it's no theme or anything. It's just an hour of... Well, that's the thing. I, like, I always struggled any time I was doing it like this to stick to an narrative. And normally I would, you know, there'd be... I would name the show from a funny line in the middle yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my brain is too scatty. Yeah, I can have five to six minute segments, all right, where yeah, it will work yeah. fine, like in a narrative or whatever. But then everything will link fine anyway. Yeah, like, like, I think that's yeah. I, that's what I'm doing this year is like really trying to not. I'm purposely trying to not link everything. It's going to be it'll all fit together. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, the yeah. last couple of years it's been quite like last year in particular was a, was basically one story, one okay. long story, and it was on the good nights it was brilliant. But then there's some nights when you're not. You almost feel like I can't be able to tell this story, and if you're not invested in it, then that's you know. Well, and that's the thing. And if they're not invested, that's the worst. If you're doing a story, yeah, and ten minutes yeah. in, you can see some people have not got on board with the story. Got fifty minutes left. In your head, you're like, well, they're done. They're, they're, you've almost got to write them out of your mind because you're like, they're not going to Shit, get. And yeah. that's a horrible feeling. That this year, I'm hoping, right, this is just an hour of stuff. You know, if you, it's almost what you almost want to say to them, right? If you didn't like this bit, don't worry, the next bit's different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It's just an hour of thoughts and uh, like observations, and it would be quite nice to have a show that I don't feel stuck in. Like, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's why I thought I'd just do a big free room, see who comes, and just bang out a proper hour. Oh, you're gonna have some out. crack, I'd say. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, I put all the I put the link description from the Ed yeah, Fridge and all yeah, the rest cool. in this and nice. everything else. Oh, I'm also doing a really weird late show for five oh, yeah. nights, midnight on the 18th through to the 22nd um, of August. Of August, yeah. yeah. It's called Cold Only Speaks to Dead People, and it's on the bus, and we're doing five nights of sort of drunken comedy seances. Fuck, I might come over for that just yeah, to see it. I don't know what's. We haven't really planned it properly yet. We're still working on the idea, <laughs> but it's just going to be us and an audience. Trying to contact the dead <laughs> <laughs> while pissed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it's going to be. It was a silly idea me and Bob Slayer came up with via email, and I, I, I like, it was, we were just emailing when I was in Australia, going back and forth. He said, "Do you want to do something on the bus?" And yeah. I, said, I love the bus as a venue. I said, oh, "Let's do some late shows. Let's do a few." And we put this little five nights in, and I jokingly said, "Why don't we do a séance?" And next thing, he sent me the link that he'd read. He just put it in the he'd registered it with the fringe. So it's just an idea that. <laughs> I, it was, it was like literally the first idea I came up with, and he just went, right, let's do it. That'll do. So now we've just got to 
I'm committed to doing a seance. <laughs> so yeah, that should be interesting. Brilliant stuff. Thank you very much, Carl. Cheers, thanks for having me. That's mate. been great, man. Yeah, Cheers. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.